starting the recording. Queuing transition. Stop music. Really, Cred? Really, Cred? Oh my god. Yo, what up? I'm Cret. That's FDOT. And it's that time of the month. Tom, I got you a gift. What'd you get me, Cret? It's six months, man. Happy oh, anniversary. Thanks, Cret. What a nice guy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'll give you a thumbs up. Hell yeah, dude. So now for the other three weeks, I get to be a jerk to you, and it'll be great. That's how it works. So we are in week number eight of the SPL. So it was finished. And it was interesting. One sec. So Hangouts was lagging me, so you're a still image now, and that should fix it. Anyway, uh, SPL week was interesting. So this is, I guess, the most notable thing is that TSM roster changes happened. Right. And... Yeah, we had uh, we had the Boosh return. Mm-hmm. And so, so Boosh getting benched was like... I want to say it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, Divi was getting benched, I think a lot of the public didn't really understand, and it was just sort of the thing where, like, Ionic says this, and you're like, okay, I guess it's that. And, but the team was having trouble, right? Like, right. a roster change is like, oh, well, they were having trouble, they made a roster change, whatever. Boost just sort of got benched or stepped down kind of out of thin air. Like, TSM was doing fine. Yeah, I mean, they had, you know, they had a couple of losses, and they were like, eh, well, Boosh, you don't play, so see ya. But he was still performing, and I mean, I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess if it ain't broke, but you want to fix it anyway because you think it'll be better, and then it's worse, you could go back to what you did originally, which is what TSM did, and it sucked. It was awful for the first game of the week. Yeah! I mean, so, I had this split the other way around. I said that uh -huh. I said that we were going to see COG beat TSM and then Elevate, like, you know, TSM really had to shit the bet. That's exactly what I said, uh -huh. for Elevate to win 2-0. And for the record, I don't think TSM really did shit the bet. I don't, I don't think that's the right expression and, for what happened. And see, and see that's the thing. I, I don't think that's what went down. I think that they definitely underperformed, but I think Elevate also stepped it up. Yeah, um, and I actually talked to uh, Narian, the coach for Elevate, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, we coached a Chinese team together last year, and he was like, yeah, man, my team just gets nervous during the SPL, so we went in the match and we were like, all right, it's just a scrim. It doesn't matter. And honestly, because it's a, like a weekday match, you know, you can sort of get that feeling a little bit more. Um, right, so I guess that worked time. for them. But then... Uh, they go to play in the weekend, and they lose to AFK pretty hard, which is not too surprising. Oh, sorry, they lose to... Well, I guess they lost to AFK, who is now Envy. So that's something mm -hmm. that we'll talk about later. Ooh. Uh, but, okay, so here's the thing. Would you say they lost to Envy, or would you say they lost to AFK? Because it's the same group of players, but at the time they were AFK, and now they're Envy. I mean, it's, it's all the same. It's interchangeable. Like, I guess you would say, if you want to be technically correct, they lost to AFK mm -hmm. for legal purposes and for business purposes. But, I mean, if you're talking about the sport of the game and not the business of the game, 
Yeah. I think you say envy. Right, because that's just sort of the uh, the thing. I remember when we first started our scrim partnership with AFK, they were Melios Moror for like the first two weeks. So I get like my uh, spreadsheets all set up to like track who's winning and what people are picking and whatever, you know, the normal stuff. Uh-huh. And then they changed their name. I have to go through and like switch it all. And now, now I'm just keeping them as AFK. I don't even care. <laughs> I know who this team is. Yeah. Envy's a pretty uh, sweet organization. It, it, it's a big one. Um, uh-huh. Scott Gandhi, uh, Scott Gandhi has followed them for a long time and always speaks highly of them, so that's a good sign-off for me. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're one, one of the bigger... Uh, yeah, I was talking about with the team, and Omega was like, yeah, they're one of the bigger COD organizations. It's like Optic, Envy, and then Phase, I think. So, I mean, it's it's dope. Hell yeah, Envy. Super excited about that. Um, MK wasn't a bad sponsor. Or, actually, that's the correction. That's the real conversation. That So, well, it's not, a big, it's not a big one, but when a team gets acquired by a company yes. or an organization, it's not a sponsorship. So, so a sponsor is somebody that provides, you know, you know money or, or tools or whatnot. The team receives sponsorships from various companies that they have partnerships with. And then the team is what signs or acquires players. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a interesting little situation of semantics because, like, you're, yeah, you're right. They're, they're a team that is playing under an organization. They're not a team that is sponsored by an organization. That is not mm -hmm. accurate. But you would say a team that is not playing under an organization would be an unsponsored team, like the Myrmidons. Right. They're unsponsored, and it's possible to get... English! I mean, so here's something funny. Yeah. I, you, could, you could technically be... You could get acquired by an organization and still be unsponsored. Right, and you can... Not be acquired can, by an organization and be sponsored, which I suppose is where Eager is, right? Yeah, that's where Eager is, and exactly. Um, I could also just create like F dot LLC and have like, you know, the the, the F dots, and just say, "All right, you guys get to wear my T-shirt, mm -hmm. and I give you no money, and nothing happens. You're unsponsored." <laughs> yeah, and hey, man, if you somehow had ownership over an SPL slot, that's a pretty good deal for them, anyway. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, not a bad one. I mean, sort of like uh, uh, cognitive gaming at the start of the split. Cog had that SPL slot; it was theirs, and so when DJ Pernicus and Aurora got it, like, that's a really good negotiation position for Cognitive because they're saying, "Well, we'll put you in the SPL." <laughs> and the team's like, okay, we'll play for you. There you go. And so um, it, it's it's interesting a little bit what goes on behind the scenes. And it's really cool to see a new big sponsor in Smite for one of the, um, or a, a, a new big organization in Smite for a, a team that was a little homegrown, but like not really having the same legacy as like cognitive gaming. Right, yeah. So AFK was owned by um by so so the owner of Cognitive Gaming, his brother owned AFK. Yes. Um and so they were I mean really they're they're separate people, right? And and uh it was operated under such a different it was a separate team completely. So, yeah, yeah, David I mean, has new. openly said that like 
he doesn't get choices in certain things. Like, he's not a member of the voting board for that team because he owns Cognitive, so. Yeah, so I don't know the details of, of AFK, but mm. everybody was... Everybody at AFK, from my personal experience, is pretty awesome. So I've assumed that they had a good setup. But Envy, again, Envy is sort of like one of the top of the crop. AFK is just sort of getting off the ground. They're, mm-hmm. they're involved in Smite. And I think a couple of other games, but I'm not too sure. But uh, Envy is already very, very established, and it should be a great move for the guys. Yeah, so excited to see what they can do with that. Um, if you bought AFK t-shirts, buy more t-shirts. <laughs> that's uh that's a great thing about switching organizations right is you get to sell your t-shirts all over again mm. oh yeah t-shirts and and mugs um and I, I guess might as well mention it weekend actually getting a new logo which i think looks a little bit better it's a little more it's more than just his old circuit tail right like it's a little bit more <laughs> it's more his brand now is like visibly more than just i play circuit which is cool. It's a scorpion. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. There was, I, I remember he tweeted out, I didn't know he picked one. I mm-hmm. liked the, uh, there, I, I liked the one that didn't really look like a scorpion. It was just kind of like a diamond. Mm. I liked it. But he went with this cool scorpion. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like, so part of the thing about esports, and we've talked about this a few times, is that, like, one of the ways in which you make money is streaming and Twitch and YouTube and branding yourself. And part mm-hmm. of branding yourself is having a logo. But at the same time, it's kind of weird when everyone under the sun has a logo. I mean, not really. I don't know. It's, it's just... just the world. I mean, that's just the that's just the world we're in now. Like... I mean, your logo is just your fucking face. I mean, I don't, I, like, I, I, I don't have one out that's, you know, so I don't, yeah. but I would totally, like, you know, if I, if I launched I, I guess it's just sort of, like, I, I feel like that's a weird process. Maybe not at the time, but, like, if you just sort of step back a little bit, you're like, I'm inventing a logo for myself. Not, like, oh, it's so a company weird. that you own, not, like, you doing... You know, like, you're like, uh... It's so weird. But, I mean, then you also, you, you gotta realize the reality of it is that, like... You're a brand. You are a company. You know, That's weird. Exactly. Like, you're... Rep- the Have fun with taxes. Of you. Yeah, I mean, well, taxes aren't so bad. But it's just the... I don't know, yeah. You, you, you're making yourself a product. And in doing so... You have to be able to represent yourself in a single succinct picture in certain situations, right? Like, yeah. When they tell you, when, when, when you go to a job interview, they tell you, you know, beforehand to be able to summarize you or what you do in like three to five sentences, right? Well, when you're just flashing online and, and on Instagram and stuff and your avatar is what follows you around, you need to be able to make that same impression. Mm-hmm. With a still image. It so. also gives you something to put on a t-shirt, which I think is an interesting, so... Oh, that's uh, the prime. That's the prime reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's a few ways to go about that, and I don't know why we're talking about t-shirts, but let's go with it, right? So recently I saw Mesmerize's t-shirt, uh, which is just, like, 
It's a, it's an Ares joke, right? It's like Ares, he's making a face, and it says cons low damage, because of course... I think that's just like still in the game like as a joke. Everyone knows Ares it's does be. not do low damage. Um... But, you know, cons, low damage, and it's like, so that's just sort of a thing that's like a joke and people could maybe identify with. And I guess that's sort of a different approach than, like, Moji's shirts that she showed recently just had a logo that was like a bird and it was, like, kind of cool and artistic. So, you either yeah. knew what it was, and that was dope, or it was just a cool shirt, and that's dope. So it's, it's interesting to see the different ways people go about branding themselves and marketing themselves when... Uh, you know, outside of ju professional players in Smite right now don't just play the game. Some of them do, like Omega, but a lot of them focus on other ways to brand themselves and support themselves, which is really important. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have different avenues for different things, and that's really how you sustain yourself in in this world. I mean, that's this world meaning esports, and it's you know, you, you got to be able to to really differentiate and do two different things. Definitely. So, I guess let's loop back around and get back to the SPL. We saw TSM play this week. Their first game sucked. Elevate beat them 2-0. Week of free FP. Um, classic. And then they kind of destroyed Cognitive. And I think that was the game that everyone was expecting them to lose, right? Because it's like a TSM with like... A new roster swap after a roster swap, they're probably disoriented. They're maybe still mm -hmm. on tilt. And Cog's a good team. Cog's a team that can take games off of anyone. But they didn't this time. Yeah, I mean, I really had had a Cog pegged 2-0 easy. Yep. Like these, I thought these games were going to be won in 25 minutes or less by right. Cog, and I was very, very confident on that but it was interesting i mean that that just goes to show you that the level of strength in adaptation that team solomon has because so they lost it they lost to elevate real hard like mm -hmm. really hard and then they go home and well what do they have like two days worth of time to really like fix those issues and then they come back and then they just win and they're like yep we're tsm what's up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I maybe it was a wake-up call. Or maybe Elevate showed them their weaknesses and they covered that up. Or maybe they prepared for COG and not for Elevate. It's really hard to say. I think a lot of the onus is more on TSM playing up in their second match of the week. Yep. Um, and I think a little bit is also like, COG is an unpredictable team you know you you go up against them and you're like i don't know what the fuck they're gonna pick mm -hmm. i feel like they're also unpredictable from the other side is like you don't know who the fuck how they're gonna perform right like i feel like there's a lot of a lot of wiggle room for cog players performing really well or not yeah and that's always been the case and i think that that's the if every team has a single problem that they need to work on, which is absolutely not the case, but you know if that's if that's where you're going, I think that's the largest issue that that Cogs mm -hmm. always had, and that you see them, whether it's conscious or unconscious, they like 
week by week they get more and more consistent. Still, you know, that's still their their like thing to work on. That's their Achilles heel. Uh, but coming into this, I mean, you're right. Nobody really turned up for for Cog in that set against Team Solo Mid. Sure, but I don't know. It was it was just a very interesting week for TSM because don't forget they're going back to original positions that they played for over a year. So you you get back on you, you like come back to the original spot and you have to like relearn it just a little bit. But once you get the wheels going, it's very easy and it snowballs from there. That's kind of how I feel. It was just it was just so rapid fire where they played against uh, Elevate. Elevate did fantastic, and Team Solomon didn't, so it's a little bit of plus, a little bit of minus. And then you're just like, all right, well, you know, this didn't happen, this happened, this didn't happen, this needs to happen. We know how to do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> so, Ionic on Twitter, October 4th, which is two days ago, um, Sunday, says, Good game to Cog. Didn't hear a single complaint out of Bickham, even though he was getting camped. Feels good, man. Yeah. That tells you why Divius was benched. Yep. Because the moment he starts getting camped, he starts complaining. Apparently, the uh, team felt that was toxic, and uh, so that was that was their issue with the player. Now, here's... Let's talk about Divius, because Divius is a god. Divios is probably one of the single best smite players in uh, in sort of all-around play, right? Like in terms of mechanics and positioning. and He's just so good. <laughs> this player will be back. And I think he's in oh, a unique position, which is really cool, is that... Well, roster lock uh, come, like, breaks after Worlds, right? So, uh -huh. it, like, he's locked to TSM until then. So Divios has three months to learn whatever role he wants. Could continue <laughs> playing solo. Could That's be true. anything else. And then he could just be like, yo, I'm Divios. I'm playing this role now. Put me on your team. And he could probably get on a top four team instantly. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, At the I very so. least, there this player should not be going to the Challengers Cup. Like you no. will replace someone to put Divios on your team easily. Easy peasy. Divios is, and that's the thing. Being labeled toxic or or you know whatever, it's not like a mark of. It's not gonna. It's you're not blacklisted. Well, it depends. You're not blacklisted if you're already fucking Divios. Like, <laughs> he'll be fine. Sure, yeah. And, and of course, the level of which people are willing to put up with your shit yes. has everything to do with how good you are. So that's definitely a thing. But, but also just the conversation, because what's toxic to one group of people might not be as bad to another group of people. You know, what's considered loud and bossy might be considered good leadership. So don't forget, there's also, like, that variance. And even if, you totally. know, from the sounds of it, complaining that he gets camped, right, just from what Yannick said, that is not, you can't really spin that into a positive, but you can definitely sit there and say, like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't really bother me. If he wants to whine, he can whine. I don't really give a shit. 
And if that works for you, then that works for you. So different things work within different teams. Different environments are different. Mm -hmm. I, I can guarantee you that there are enough cultures within like one region of the SPL that you, there are probably three out of eight teams that every player just could not play on based on just like how everything works around because people are so different. Uh, they totally are. Now, sh uh, special shout outs to Yannick, by the way. Yannick's a cool ass dude. So shout outs to him for throughout this entire thing being terrible at PR. So we actually got to see what was happening for once. Because <laughs> um, everything Yannick tweeted about the incident and like his Reddit thread, he didn't do that the PR sort of way, right? Like he just sort of said what was going on from his perspective. Yep. I respect the hell out of that. I wouldn't do that myself, probably. probably yeah, get the, I, exactly. Though we really love Divius as a player, we have chosen to bench him for non-performance-based reasons, and we'll be playing with Bickham for the remainder of the season. And, like, you don't know what the fuck is going on when someone says that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I probably land somewhere in between. Like, one of the things yeah. that I really value is, like, I always want to be, you know, straight up and honest. Of course, sometimes you have to, like, dress it up a little bit. But I respect where Yana came from. It was just mm -hmm. like, so, these are the cards in my hand. This is what I'm going to do because this was the situation. Thanks for watching, guys. See you next week. Make sure to tune in on Thursday for our SPL match. Yeah. Like, it was just so, like, it was a single tweet. And sure, he followed it up with a snarky little, like, haha, Bickham didn't whine, right? Yeah. But it was a single tweet. It was just like, yep, this is the deal. Peace out. See you later. Right? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and it wasn't slander. Like, it right. was just like, it this wasn't... is the situation. And, or yeah. at least, like, it, it, you know, if someone tweeted that about, like, Get Fisher, you might have said it was slander because the, the guy hasn't established himself, right? But, like, sure. it's Divio. So, you know, like... <laughs> if Shing can be known to be Shing and continue to have a career, Divius will be fine. Yeah, Shing's another player that... Yeah. It's very interesting. Two different scenarios here, I feel. So Shing is replaced on the side of Denial. Yes. Right? Uh, taking his place is Sikindara. Right, Homafei. The homie previously known as the Iron Homie. Yeah. <laughs> See, the joke is that Fe is iron on the periodic table. That's not it's true. one of it's one of my favorites. Like, it's one of my favorites by far. Yeah, because because so for the longest time, I, I so I, I'm always I'm always on a crusade of correct pronunciation, right? And so Homafe, right? It mm -hmm. looks like the name is Homafe, and, and and I was like, all right, his name is Homafe, but like I never talked to him about it, so I could never like yeah. market people. And I always said Homie Fe, partially to mainly song just off. to piss me off. But no, I, not even partially. We're saying like ninety percent, eighty percent. Yeah, I don't know. Eighty-five, eighty-five, eighty-five. All right, I believe eighty-seven. Right. But in any event, eighty-six. <laughs> it's my final so, offer. I'm walking away. 86 and a half. So I finally right, asked Homafei, Homie Effie, excuse me. I finally asked Sikandara. I was like, yo, you pronounce your name Homafei. Can you please tell this nerd? Like, that's not. Homie Effie is just stupid. That's obviously yeah, not yeah. how it is. And he was like, dude, it's Homie Effie. And I was like, no! <laughs> I, 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 I told Cret, I feel like I told Cret. And logged off of communication services for a week.
Yeah. I just like did not want to do yeah, it. Yeah, he, he, he started to like pack up and move to the center of Texas. <laughs> Dude, this was like the height of when we were casting homie effy games together, like oh my God, in the Challengers Cup. And it would be great because, oh, like, throughout the throughout the cast, you'd be saying you'd be saying homofe, and I'd be saying homie effie, and then we'd get confused, and I'd start saying homofe, and you'd start saying homie <laughs> effie. It was great, good times. Um, but he's a pretty good player. Excited to see what he can do on denial. I think, not trying to be a dick, but I think, like, in terms of top end skill, it's a downgrade. I think Shing is a stronger player. But Homafe is more consistent and might contribute to a better team environment, so I respect the decision, and he can certainly grow as a player and become someone who's really, really scary. Uh, Obviously, it didn't work out for Denial this week. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. I mean, so I think it's interesting. I I agree that with your... I agree with your analysis that that Shing probably has a higher top speed, but he's less consistent in getting up there. And that's really the thing for me is that you can only say inconsistent for so long. I mean, Shing has had one or two solid games all freaking split. And it, it's rough. It's rough. I don't know what's going on. Shing has always been, at, from a fan's perspective, just watching the players and their personalities. Shing has always been one of my favorite players in the SPL. I think he's. Yeah. I think his streams are hilarious, and again, from the outside looking in, he's he's just a great character to follow and root for. And... But he also hasn't found a home in over a year now. Exactly, and so like that that makes me think, you know, like yeah. what what's going on? What's the truth of the situation? And of course, you know, until you're in their comms in their in, in their you know living room, so to speak, you'll never really know the situations, and that's probably. A good thing but just it's it's sad as a fan because you're like shing you're good at the game sometimes i don't know what's going on right now but what's up man something just seems up and it's weird because we haven't seen shing on top of his game in a long time yeah i mean i feel like this is something you would say but like when it's not on the court performance it's got to do with something off the court you know right it's not saying that like He's, you know, sad because his dog is getting older or whatever. But like, I would be sad too. I I probably play Smite worse. But like, it's you know, it's it's just working on those things. Your attitude, your communication, the way you talk to your team, not going on tilt. Maybe it's something there. I, I haven't teamed with the guy, so I have no perspective on that. But I do wish him all the best. And, you know, hopefully he does find a home because he's a great player. I want to see him succeed. Um, But he hasn't found it. And he hasn't been there since he left uh, Snipe. And... Yeah, Yeah, Snipe was really the last time. Even when Shing joined... And, I mean, I I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a certain feeling where Shing on on Snipe at the time it just made sense like it it just it felt right you know it's like seeing I don't know I don't know who your quintessential everybody's moved around so much yeah it used to be like 
Zapman and Lattice's and Dignitas colors, right? Like that's uh-huh. that's what it used to be. I don't know if there's uh I guess the Titan guys, right? Yeah, now one of Ataraxia in Titan colors. Like Well, even then, like I was gonna say, yeah, now they're one of the oldest teams in the consistent roster, but they aren't anymore. Rip Confrey. (laughs) Well what has it been with these two weeks? I I don't know yet. Well, but same with like Cloud Nine, you know, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think the I I would have to think about it, but I don't think there's been a team with a consistent longer uh, roster for that long in the current season. Oh no! Yeah, so it's, you're it's, starting it's to approach inter- the point where no, it's not AFK because Cyclone was after Worlds. Yeah, I've known right. That. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and it it makes sense, right? And what I do like is that the oh, fanatic, fanatic, fanatic. Swaps. There we go. Fanatic is the last team with a consistent roster for a long period of time. Yeah, Fnatic always... How long was Captain Twig down for? Like, five weeks? What do you mean? Like, Captain Twig, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody made no bones about it. Fnatic was losing when Captain Twig wasn't doing well, mm-hmm. and now he's doing well, mm-hmm. and they're doing swell. How long did... Like, he was in a slump for, like, four weeks, man. I, I think it was still, like... I mean, maybe Twig is a little bit of an EU Shang where he's sort of inconsistent in streaks but sure i i want to say that was residual from the uh, roll swap between zeros and twig yeah i think twig just didn't zeros always played mages and and that was his thing right and twig like well he's number mm. one at some point in joust right like yeah so he could play all the gods but zeros played Mages. So his swap was probably yeah. He played Vulcan jungle, and then they're like, "Wait, we could put the Vulcan in mid." Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> dude! I Genius. Winning. He won with the Vungle. I was so happy. It I was funny so because Vulcan jungle. It, it totally wasn't good. It was just it was zeros so being good. god with that character. <laughs> it was so. It was. It was like, all right, well, we got the Vulcan in the jungle. He's gonna go gank. And, like, actually hit the dude with the ult. Yeah, he actually ganked. It was weird. <laughs> it was so funny. But, so, yeah, I, basically, I started it off to, to commend Fnatic on my, sticking to it. Uh-huh. You know, in it, it seems like, especially in this last week, and two, two or three weeks, that everybody has quick trigger fingers. And I don't think that's the, tr- the, that's the case. I think a lot of thought went into these roster changes. Seemingly but, quick trigger fingers. Exactly. And I think it's I think it's worth a sort of nod of the head to Fnatic that they stuck through it. I think they like having faith in your current roster and understanding is just as value as as just as valuable as understanding when something needs to be excised, right? Yeah, I, I you used a big word and I got confused and stopped listening. <laughs> Um, so yeah, ten ten points to Fnatic on that one, um, and they're sort of seeing the the benefits of it. What are they number two now in Europe? Uh, yeah, I mean they're doing pretty well. Uh, obviously, oh, they're number Epsilon. three. Paradigm, Paradigm won two more games. Well, it's just sort of that one, two, three in Europe, right? Like it, it's Paradigm, Fnatic, and Epsilon, and then oh, yeah. like fourth is like on paper. I want to say it's Titan, but I don't think it's actually Titan. It's it's weird. Titan, Titan is. You think in, it's Dignitas? You think no, it's Satan Toss? No, Do you think, think they make the I jump? Think it, I think it's a London conspiracy by lack of Titan. Okay, I feel you. <laughs> like, I feel like it should be Titan, but if it's London conspiracy, I'm like, well, that's Titan's fault. 
Um, yeah. And, and you know, that's not, similar. like, so Lund Conspiracy, man, Lund Conspiracy is, I, okay, so the storyline's in the U. Epsilon, undefeated until they weren't. Fanatic, uh, a veteran team that's fighting to keep their edge. Paradigm, they're sort of, like, random. They're really fucking good, but, like, you kind of don't know what you're going to get each week. Titan, they're on the downtrend. Team Dignitas, they had a lot of trouble, but they're starting to come back up. Myrmidons, they switch their jungler every three games. And Justice have been doing the same thing for, like, four splits. But what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck is London Conspiracy's story? London Conspiracy There's just, like, there. There's like... just, like, five or four. And you're like, well, I guess they're in that spot. Yeah, I mean, they're just... They're never the worst team in the league, right? No, and they're, like, and not they're... even close. And they're also not even close to the best team in the no, league. No, they're really not. And, but they are they are they are fantastically mediocre, Cret. Yes. They are fantastic at being mediocre. God damn do I like to watch them beat low end teams and occasionally take a game off the top. It's fun. I, I do like London Conspiracy and I really like the players too. I mean uh <laughs> Emilzy is one of my favorite players. Shaggy Sank yeah. is it's funny because Shaggy Tank is like the ADC that got so much hype, and then it just sort of peaked, and then like he's still really good, but the hype just sort of like vanished, and it's like yeah, it, dude, he's still really good, but <laughs> forgot about Shaggy. Yeah, I, I mean, I I love to watch Shaggy because that's the thing—he just sometimes, well, holy shit, that's Shaggy Shank, but it's not consistent at all, right? It's just. It's sort of like, I don't know, like a drag race where, where either you hit it and it's really dope or the card just backfires and it doesn't leave. And I feel like that's the story a lot of the games with, with London Conspiracy in general. Um, I've grown to really like watching Asagi Sandal play and I give London Conspiracy a lot of points for having a true sub in Cherio. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cher- I, dude, I love Cherio as a player. I think he's so it- good. He's, he's so good, and my favorite was the conversation that we had with him after one of the games. Uh-huh. Uh, he came on, and I asked him, you know, I forget the exact question, but it was something about, like, being a sub and asked to play different roles. And he answered me very, like, almost confused, like, there's only one sub on a team. Of course I would practice all of the roles. We scrim, and I play everything. What, like... Why are you asking me this? Isn't this what everybody does? And like, Cloud9 didn't even no. have a sub at that time. And Cherio was just like, yes, this is my role, man. And he, it was just really cool that he, that he views his job to be able to play all five roles at a high level. You know what I'm waiting for, out. though? And that's cool. I'm waiting, waiting for? I'm waiting for Asagi Sandal to just cut off like 80% of his name. And just be Asagi? like, no, just be like, Sand. Or Asog, or something. Asog. Yeah. Just what about, not what, what a about... soggy sandal. Because like I've casted, I have no idea how you make a soggy sandal sound hype. You, you the don't? only thing you can say is a soggy sandal putting the foot down. <laughs> That's it. And it's not even no. good. It's just kind of. Then I just think of I think of a B rated a B grade movie, right? Yeah. It's Godzilla, but instead of Godzilla, it's Bart. And he's just stomping through <laughs> with these wet sandals. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Bart and Dazer are getting a fist fight. And his sandals <laughs> were socks and sandals. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, that would yeah. be a... 
That's where Soggy Sandal goes. But yeah, I, D- Dimmy did it. And I know he's in the chat. Yes. Shout outs to Ninja Dimmy. And it's funny because I didn't even think Ninja Dimmy is not even on my radar of like it's not, horrible Yeah, names. no, it's not a bad name. But Dimmy is so much better. Right, it is. And, and I remember him saying, uh, I remember him saying like, you know, the reasoning was like going to conventions and stuff and being like, yeah, I'm Ninja Dimmy. Yeah. I just sort of felt dumb. So I just left it at Dimmy and now I'm cool. Like, don't yeah. you don't you sit there and go like, yeah, man, my name is Asagi Sandal, and go, wow, you're not gonna let me buy you a drink, like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's like you get to situation. maybe it's because he hasn't been to a land event yet, and so hopefully uh-huh. we see him in super regionals, probably will, since they're you know team four or five, uh, <laughs> and like. Everyone's at the bar. I don't even know if he's old enough to drink in America. Everyone's at the bar wearing their jerseys, and you got like real X, and you got. I don't think anyone from Paradigm is old enough to drink. <laughs> and you got like glasses, and you got like Incon, and you got like Allied, and then it's just a soggy sandal, and you just. No. <laughs> It's not going to look good on a jersey. You know what does look good on a jersey, shockingly, what? is Polar Bear what? Mike. Polar Bear Mike? I think it looks really good on a jersey. I, w- I, I would love him to be PBM. I, yes. Season 2, I want him to change his name to PBM. That's such that's a what good most people are. That's what most people are calling him. Yeah. Like PBM. And, like, it's, it, it's we, such we a good it. Dota name. It, it is, right? And it's, it's funny because, like, you... You know how when you're casting, you just wind yeah. up calling people, like, shortened reason, And, and yeah. you don't sit there before the game and sit there and go, this is what I'm going to call this guy, unless their name is something that you have to do that Right. For. So, with Polar Bear Mike, it just, all of the casters, it just sort of came out. In the sense that, like, nobody was like, yeah, Polar Bear Mike's really long to say, so just say PBM. Uh-huh. We all just kind of like, and PBM comes up, like, that's, that's just what it was, so... Uh-huh. We've been calling him Polar Bear Mike, and it's fun. We know what my favorite name swap in esports was. So, there was a uh, Smash player. There's a Smash player. Um, his name is PPMD. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the reason was, was when Smash started getting more, when things started getting more exciting, and uh, I don't know the exact story, but the idea was that he wanted to. He changed that. The player changed it to PPMD because he wanted it to be a little mm. bit more serious than his previous handle, which was Doctor PP. Right. So, <laughs> so he changes it to PPMD, which is fun because the people that like know him from back right. in the day, that's like a throwback to them. It's an interesting bit of trivia for when you know later on in the future. And then you know, as a as a passerby, sounds good. Exactly, like as a passerby or an influencer, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, it's PPMD, no big deal. Right, and that's the same thing. Polar Bear Mike isn't exactly like a horrible situation, but PBM is just better, easier on the eyes, easier on the mouth, and like you know, it's it's still his name. It's just mm. shortened. It's fun. So now Chad is bringing up that you can't have three letter names, but I'm sure there's a way around it. Like either he could be like go hire some pro player and see if like I don't know, maybe it doesn't break the ga- name if an admin is just like yeah, your name is PBM now, or maybe Ooh, he just like think I could have F period. I have no idea. You should try. But even if he can't do that, you just get one of those crazy-ass Russian characters put after the name and it looks good or whatever, right? Like, there's a way to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, PD, PB, PBM and then, like, a dash or something. Whatever. Uh, 
a soggy no, 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 sandal. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You yeah. put you put a lowercase x. You go x pbm x. No, I think it would. Look and then bad put a with... four twenty at the end. No, it should just be x pbm. <laughs> but actually, throw a three in there. Um, but a soggy sandal does not have that option because his name is just ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Do you mean the abbreviation? Yeah, a soggy is sandal is ass. Like, <laughs> it's really that was bad. the one. That was a one-two punch. Damn, that's yeah, that's. The truth I didn't that, do I it. Mean. Like that's what a soggy say. It's not good, man. I'm. I mean, guy. I guess he could be assy. No, he can't be ass. That's even worse. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean. All right, so so let's shift gear to something a little bit more SPL related in our game. Versus denial. Game one, Dare to Care played Thor and he killed it. He didn't die. Right. But what he did do is he built 55% CDR. Mmm. Yeah. Do you happen to remember the item build? I am not going to the website. I will, I will tell you the item build. <laughs> I will tell you the important parts of the item build. He got boots because you buy boots. And he got a Jotuns because <laughs> you're Thor. You buy Jotuns. And he got a Mail of Renewal because it just got nerfed for a fucking reason. It's broken. Right? And then he got a Spirit <laughs> Robe because their team had a Freya and a Nuwa, which means that they're stunning you or banishing you and then blowing yeah. you up with magic damage. And you're going to be at zero protections because it's a Freya with a Spear and a Demonic Grip and Nuwa minions take off 25 protections each. So you get a spirit robe mm -hmm. because you cannot reduce the 15 flat penetration or er, protections, which I think right, right, yeah. I sense. think is worth like 60 protections. I could be wrong about that, but like basically they're just really, really valuable because they're not protections. It's flat damage reduction. But he still built 55% CDR. How do you analyze that? Right? Like it's so weird because he's breaking one of the rules of the game, but he's right. Right, and I think it winds up being a situation like Soul Leader on Hunters, in the sense that yeah. it's not optimal when you look at a single when you look at a single. Hell, column it's not even the, the point, right? Like, exactly, exactly. If you look at a single column in the shit I need spreadsheet for when you're making your build, right? If you look at a single yeah. column, then you're right. The Soul Leader build is just as wrong as going over the CDR cap on yeah. the Thor, but. You have to look at the whole picture. You got to have survivability on hunters, right? And for the situation, maybe you know, maybe if you sat down and were able to really look at this game, uh, maybe there was a different item path. I'm not saying this was the only item path, but it's not wrong because he the the goal was accomplished, right? It was. I, I don't want to die. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, he didn't die. Right. So, exactly. like, it, clearly, it worked. If you take a look at, like, you know, if you, I'd like to see how oh, yeah, much they damage had a you dealt. Too. Well, yeah, it, it would be awesome to see, like, how much damage the Spirit Robe reduced or something. But I, if I remember correctly, it did fine on damage. It's just like you're a Thor and you're going into Nuwa, Freya, Sirket. Spirit Robe is the perfect item. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. I can't find the stats. Uh, I don't know. Um, but so I just thought that was interesting. Obviously, I think Dare made the right choice. Um, <laughs> it, 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 even I think after the game, Omega or Omega said something because Omega's reputation is that he builds like 18 defensive items and is just like, look, I'm unkillable, guys. 
Yeah. He gets top damage and everyone's mad at him, which he didn't in these games. So Omega underperforming, man. Ugh. Um, but I think Daryl like joked about his build. He was like, "Yeah, dude, my build was <laughs> my build was more broken than yours, Omega." So it it was fun. Um, builds, man. Builds in Smite are really interesting because they're a balance between sort of fulfilling base needs of a role Mm -hmm. and then like because every item in smite has a passive which is very different from league of legends and a lot more similar to dota every item has a passive every item does something wacky so as long as your builds are fulfilling a very base definition of what your class is supposed to do there's a lot more room for expression within a, a professional player's build, which I think is very interesting. It, it is. You can you you can't necessarily express yourself on many characters with your build, and you know I'm not saying that's a negative thing, but yeah, it, you you have sort of like your core, which is two to four items, and then you have your situationals. So. If you take a look at that from on the store game, the core is definitely sort of boots, Jotuns, Titans, right? Like those are your core items, I guess you could say. Titans Bane, of course, comes later. Core not always the early game items. Mm-hmm. But these are always items you tend to, to purchase to do what Thor does. Now, the spirit robe works. The mail of renewal, I guess, is really that would be would that be better off? Because out of mail of renewal, you essentially get an item that defends equally against right. magical and physical. What other items do that? So you've got Urchin. How would Urchin stack up to this? Because Urchin is... Because Urchin and... Uh, it's not like Urchin is a... Or it's not like Mail of Renewal is a cheap item. Uh, yeah, Mail of Renewal and Urchin cost roughly the same. It's just sort of a... Uh, let me look at the build one more time. So he was up against a Kepri, a Nuwa, a Sirket... A Bologna and a Freya. Yep. And it was Boots, Jotun's Mail, Titan's Bane, Spirit Robe, and then Brawler's Beatstick. Yeah. So, like, I... Well, I think Mail Renewal is fantastic here, right? Because he doesn't have a Teleport from base. He doesn't have an Athena ult. So being able to sustain up after getting a kill or an assist or an objective... Of course, is. Yeah absolutely massive it's almost incalculable right and like i'd say really the item that eventually gets sold is the jodens for something else maybe if anything right like maybe you sell that for crusher and then pick up a blue buff instead of a speed buff to max your cdr it's 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 weird um but I think I think it's also kind of cool that you're getting into a situation where these passives are useful to the point that players are building them when they're kind of inefficient, right? Like, right. you're saying, right. well, I'm Thor, so obviously I'm getting Jodens. But I can't choose between Male Renew and Spirit Robe. In this situation, I need both. And I think that creates for some interesting item building where you are breaking the rules. It's... Uh, it's um, reminiscent to Season 1 Thanatos builds. You're going to be mad about this. But there were two. You're going to be mad. Mm. There were two. There was the Pen Boots build, 
and there's the cooldown reduction build. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, And that's, so, that's... so he, uh, FDOT was a big fan of the cooldown reduction build. I like the pen boots build. And the idea is that the pen boots build, while eventually wouldn't, would be uh, superfluous penetration because of Panatosis 2, in the early game, it's going to give you a lot of extra penetration and increase the damage of your scythes. Now, the other option is to go for the cooldown reduction build, where in the end, you don't end up with these superfluous flat stats. You don't end up overcapped on penetration, but you like aren't getting that damage right away. I think it's... As long as we can always agree that attack speed Thanatos is wrong. Yeah. That's all, that's all that matters yes. to me at this point. Yes, we can agree about that one. With Unless... cooldown... With... Unless you're soloing. With cooldown boots off of the table, uh, I now channel all of my hate into people that buy Aussie on Thanatos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Aussie? Oh. Dude, I know. But, but lifesteal. I don't think there's a good character to buy Aussie on right now. I don't think I would buy Aussie right now. Yeah? Because why would I ever not buy Spirit or Soul Eater? I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Remember. I don't think I would ever buy Aussie. So there runic you go. shield. Does this get HP five? Uh, runic know, shield doesn't give HP five. Runic shield is uh, anti Freya. It's the witch blade. It's yeah. Witch blade. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's interesting. So I think I think runic shield would have been a better choice over the mail of renewal if your fights weren't going the way they were going. You know what I mean? Well, but which blade doesn't stack with the runic shield? There is no Witchblade on your team. No, but Runic Shield attack speed reduction doesn't stack with the Witchblade attack speed reduction. So you only get the minus 15 damage, which like... There isn't a Witchblade on, on the team. No, 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 no. But so Runic Shield and Witchblade both have an attack speed reduction aura, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Runic Shield reduces magic power, Witchblade reduces physical power. Mm-hmm. But their attack speed components don't stack. So... You would get a Witchblade, and it would only reduce power by 15, which would only affect Bologna and Circuit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and nobody right, right. cares when you already have a Runic Shield that's hitting the phrase attack speed, which is the real thing that you care about. Of course. So, like, you're right, but Runic Shield is fulfilling that role. So, like, it's, yeah, man, it's this weird situation where I think 15%, like, 55% CDR is the correct option. It might be. The only other way is like there, there is somehow no foresee. So you're not stacking it. Or you're not, not stacking it. Yeah, exactly. Like that man in Omega didn't have a Witchblade, so it would just be the Runic Shield. Right. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the only other possible option was an Urchin, but yeah. the game, like, Dare had a total of 13 kills and assists. So Urchin's mm-hmm. not going to be fully stacked. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I like I like Urchin and Runic Shield in that spot, but at the end of the day, he didn't die, and he won, and he wound up with some of the most gold in the game. So you can't you know you know you can't argue again. I'm just talking about like you know, yeah, sort of. Uh, you probably don't want to like plan into a 55% CDR build. Of course. But, but when you realize you need working. a spirit robe and you already have a mail of renewal, you should get the spirit robe. 
<laughs> because like that's the thing that's going to keep you alive. Um, yeah, I like it. So, so from a commentator perspective, what do you do when you're encountered with a build like that or a build like anything and in Sturbice? I mean, it's it's that's always some of my favorite times because uh-huh. like, I mean. I am, and you know I am, I am 100% down to call somebody out when they fuck up. But when it comes to build, you never know. You just there are can't very have few that situations. level of insight. Yeah. And uh, you, just, you, just, you just can't. It could be yeah. something that those players invented going into this game. So no matter how hard you follow the scene or what you do or your research, you can't always mm-hmm. match that. So you have to sort of assume you don't have to assume but you are the benefit of the doubt is pretty much the situation and it sounds very pr but it's less about it's less about like being nice to the players and more about just like understanding how good the players are yeah and and understanding that a lot of concepts are a little bit older um mm-hmm. so like answers build Game two against enemies, playing Thor, he goes Boots, Jotun's, Mail of Renewal, Titan's Bane, and everyone can agree with that, right? Like, you got Max CDR, you got a Mail of Renewal, you got your Titan's Bane, then he goes Deathbringer. And I think that's the one that raises eyebrows. And, And, you know, like, I might not build it, Dare probably wouldn't build it, but that's actually a throwback to, like, really early Thor play when there were less items in the game, there weren't as many penetration options. So you got a Deathbringer. Because if your Deathbringer crits when you, like, randomly swing at somebody... Because you're, you're going to hit people with your auto-attack three oh, times yeah. in a fight, maybe. If that crits, you might have gotten a kill that you wouldn't otherwise get. So yeah. that's, like, that's... It's a weird justification, man, but it's there. And for the, like, by and large, in almost every situation, pro players have those justifications. Sometimes things fall through the cracks. I mean, there, there have been pro players who have built Obsidian Shard on Agni when it's like, you get Spear unless somehow they have 300 magic protections. <laughs> but aside from, like, the very few, very cut-and-dry situations... Like cooldown reduction on Amusing Cup? Yes. Well... <laughs> Last time we had a fight because you were like... Cooldown reduction could be useful in a music I mean, code. I could see a Jodens like, somewhere, you know? Just because, like, you could... I'm you... talking full-stack CDR. If you show me a Hydro Cement, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. I, 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 think, I think generally you want to look at pro players' builds and be like, okay, I see what they were going for, or try and look at it from that perspective, until you see a Hydra Cement, and then you go, oh, man, what the hell were they smoking? Exactly, and and it's fun for me. Like it's fun to sit there. Yeah. And be like, All right, you know, why the fuck would you build this? Like this doesn't make any sense. And then you realize, like, I mean, I, I, I it's not like there are super deep, hard to understand, yeah. like interactions. So, you know, but it's, oh, I, I guess you, uh, I didn't remember that Kronos was an in-hand character. That's why he bought a Witchblade. Right? Like, uh, usually it's a little bit more com- complicated than that, but yeah, it's, and it's fun to figure out those sort of puzzles. One of my favorite things about the post-game interview, because it, it didn't used to be a thing for the longest time, so you'd have to find a way to like ask the pro players themselves. Yeah. I remember a long time ago, two years ago, Andy was playing a lot of Thor because he's always played Thor. 
And you used to build Heartseeker every game. Back when uh, COG was oh, like, yeah. winning yep. every game. And I was like, yo, Andy, why do you buy Heartseeker? And he's like, well, man, between my ult and my one, I feel like I won't die. So I get a Heartseeker. It's like, word. And because and he was still jungling Thor. Like, it's still like yeah. the, the old 50-stack Heartseeker jungle where you're like, it's going to take you a while to get that stack. But he felt like he wouldn't die, so there you go. I like Heartseeker. Uh, for the record, I don't think I've seen a Hydra's Lament in the SPL. But if I did, maybe Jermaine was build it. So let's talk about trolling real quick. It happened at the end of Myrmidons versus Paradigm. I think Paradigm. Yep. Jermaine did something like dashed into the enemy team, mezzed and backed, which was not a good play. There were no Krakens involved. Um, <laughs> it seems pretty clear that he was trolling. It's kind of shitty, but his team probably yeah. yelled at him and like exactly everyone, everyone knows it's shitty. Yeah, he, he he did one of those, and then like you know he's in the fountain. He ulted, and he landed in the fountain. Like, you know, he was just creating nonsense. Yeah, so... And and at the core of it, so... It's bullshit to watch. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit to do. And it really doesn't help anybody, so it's against the rules. So he broke the fucking rules. Yeah. He'll, he'll get in trouble. And I don't think he'll do it again. <laughs> like, yeah. that's my entire... I know it's a scalding hot take, folks. <laughs> I know <that laughs> you guys is. were expecting some, like... I mean, intense argument here, but like, a homie was dumb, broke the rules. I'm sure he won't do it again. I don't think he's a bad dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to be like hardcore about it, Cloud9 at LAN, I think after Titan came back like last year, the famous Titan comeback from two Phoenixes down, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was. Optics, who, like, started, like, split-push Janicing and just basically trolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, you're not gonna have a career after that. No one's gonna play with you. I, I guess. I guess. So, I mean, I, yeah. Because if I remember correctly, he was, like, actually trolling. Like, he just right. wasn't talking and he was just split-pushing. But... You know, so maybe it speaks to, like, the sort of player who might do something like that, but at the same time... Look at all the EU like, guys going, nah, that, he wasn't trolling, that's just optics. He thinks he, he could split push on Giannis, which is why I answered so wishy-washy, because I didn't know the story. And like, oh, it's not trolling, it's actually just, like, he thought he was right? Well, <laughs> yeah, shit, that's maybe. a different example, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, oh well. But, like, the thing with, the thing with your main, honestly, it doesn't... Aff- so, like, it's against the rules because of, like, the snowball effect, right? If you don't have that in the rules, then much more egregious scenarios can happen. Yeah, That game totally. was over. Paradigm was winning. You want to... In fact... Like, Paradigm was winning. That game was over. There was no way Mirrodin's were going to take it. You, like, you want to, like, ult up in the air while the Titan's falling. Like, you know, that's a situation... I'm not an admin, but if mm-hmm. I was in a league, that's the situation where I'm like... Oh, the Titan was falling and you're a single Apollo and you go in the air. Oh, well, right? You know, you can't really ignore the, yeah. like, m- middle of the pack Mez run away. But the game was over. Whatever. It's It doesn't offend me, but he has to get in trouble. Otherwise, 
bigger yeah. things can happen. It opens the door for other shit, right? It, it's so it's like, on the gray line between like actually trolling and throwing a game and jumping into the fountain right before you kill the enemy titan. Exactly. There's so, no tactical reason to jump in the fountain. You just wanted <laughs> to do that because it was fun. So I don't think he's a bad dude. I think this is a much different yeah. scenario than like, you know, troll it like when the game is close or winnable and you're intentionally feeding. I think it's a different type of trolling, but like still something that, you know, by the letter of the law, you have to get in trouble because if not, it opens up the door uh-huh. to bigger things. So I think this is a situation and Jermaine has always been straight up with me. I, I, I haven't spoken to him about this situation, but I've always liked Jermaine. I've talked to him a decent amount and like, I'm sure he'll be like, oh shit. Okay. I won't do it again. Yeah. And when he won't do it again, I think that's the real situation. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got anything else? No, that's it, really. I mean, you know, I, I, Jermaine, it sucks, but I don't, think, I don't think it'll happen again. I don't think it's anything to really, like, start the sirens and grab pitchforks mm-hmm. for. I think it's just sort of a one time deal. Congrats to Envy. Uh, previously, AFK, they've sort of stepped it up uh, or, or at least ascended to a bigger name organization which should hopefully bring bigger things to them they're very successful dudes i'm proud right yeah uh, awesome for them they're still afk to me um <laughs> and you know uh, they, hopefully uh, yeah. they get a manager who can wake up allied yeah that's that's really it other than that i mean, I think it's just cool stuff we'll see what happens to tsm next week if they can continue doing what they did uh in well the cog game not the elevate game yeah no um, well so elevate, man. Maybe they can ruin some more dreams. Um, that I think elevates can. at I the point they're where they're like they're they can't really escape eighth or seventh. They're probably not going to super regionals, but they can crush some dreams. So good luck, elevate. Uh huh. All right, guys, that's our show. I just got a tinner match, so I just gotta hit her back up, and I'm gonna go do that. You guys have fun. See you next time. Peace. Peace.